you can meet anybody for the first time and shake their hand and walk away after an hour and say, man, that was a great guy. If you got to spend a week with them or a month, you start seeing their faults and they start seeing your faults. And then all of a sudden you're put to the test. Are you going to love them? First John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. We're thankful to have everybody here today. May Yahweh bless you for your love for Him and His Son and for the brothers and the sisters. That's what we're going to talk about today. First John chapter 2, verse 9. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother remains in the light. There is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. May Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. Well, guys, hallelujah. We made it to the end. Here we are in the waning moments of the Sabbath at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. It's been a wonderful, wonderful week. And I have to say this is one of the, if not the best Feast of Tabernacles I've ever kept. Seems like I say that every year. But that is okay because each time I feel that way. And although I am tired in my body, I am refreshed in my spirit. So I feel good in my spirit. I want to thank everybody for everything, every single person that did every single thing. There is no way that my wife and I could do this by ourselves. I told her the other day, I remember a long time ago when we used to have the Feast of Tabernacles here, I remember I would take the trash out and I'd sweep the sidewalks and I would clean the toilets and I didn't mind to do those things. Uh, the greatest among us will be the one who serves, right? I don't have any big eyes and little U's around here. Um, but each time that I went to do something like that this week, it was already done. <laughs> and that's because every one of you are so wonderful. Um, it does not go overlooked or underappreciated when you work for the Almighty. That's who's most important. Yahweh sees your effort and your love that you show towards the brothers and the sisters. Every single act or work is one of service in honor of the Creator and His Son and then each other. So thank you for making this such a good feast, each and every person, man, woman, child, from the oldest of us to the youngest of us. Our text today is fitting, as I sat down to write the sermon throughout the week. It's about loving each other. Remember I told you in the last lesson, uh, one of the, if not the reason, that First John was written was as a test. It's a test of self-examination. It causes us to be introspective. We can know if we truly serve the Father. We can know if we truly know Him or belong to Him by testing ourselves according to the requirements that are found in this epistle. Do we walk in the light? Ask yourself, do I walk in the light? Am I sensitive to admitting my sin and confessing my sin? Do I keep the commandments? Do I strive to be like the Messiah? These are some of the things we've been over in chapter 1 and chapter 2 so far and they're serious questions we have to ask ourselves to see if we're truly in the faith. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, 
shows this. It says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of Yahweh, that you may know that you have eternal life. We know that we have eternal life if we pass what John wrote in this epistle. One of those tests we come to today. Do we love our brothers and our sisters? Do not rush this one. We might want to rush by this one. Sometimes we read text and we think we know what they say already. So we say, well, I'll not really pay good attention and I'll get through, I'll fly through this chapter. 1 John 2 verse 9 says that if you say you are walking in the light, but you hate your brother, you're in darkness. Later on in this epistle, he says, how can you love Yahweh whom you have not seen if you hate your brother whom you have seen? The way that we love people is not just by telling them, I love you. Now, that is certainly part of it. We don't want to forget that part. Don't ever stop saying to people, I love you. For example, a parent loves a child when they provide and protect that child. That is true, but that child still needs to hear from that parent, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Words of endearment or affirmation are very important. Love should not stop at words, but love should begin or start at words. In this epistle in 1 John 5, we back up a few verses to verse 3, it says, This is the love of Yahweh, that we keep His commandments. So if anybody ever asks you, what is love? You tell them, keep the commandments of Yahweh. And then he says, and His commandments are not a burden. Somebody might say they're burdensome. It's a lot of them. They're too difficult. No, we read in Deuteronomy 30 this week, they're not too difficult. They're not up in heaven that we've got to go after them and get them. They're not across the sea that we've got to take a boat and go after them and get them. But the word is nigh to thee in thy hands and thy mouth and thy heart that you may do it. Have you ever had anybody tell you all that law and commandment stuff is too difficult? I've had people tell me that so many times, but that's just not true. 1 John 5, 3, Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 through 14. Honoring your parents, not a burden. It's beautiful. It makes a society flourish. Revering Yahweh's name, not a burden. It's honoring to our Creator. Not stealing. How is that a burden? I don't want anybody picking my pocket. It's not a burden. <coughs> Keeping the Sabbath surely isn't a burden. I tell people all the time, come join our faith. Our Master gives us a day off, 24 hours every week. Come join our faith. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. We had a good day of rest today. What employee doesn't enjoy a day off when his boss gives it to him? So we love each other by keeping the commandments that apply to one another. That's how you love somebody, even your enemies. When you love your enemies, it basically means you keep the commandments that apply between you and that particular person. Doesn't mean you have to be lovey-dovey. Doesn't mean you have to necessarily rub elbows with them. You keep the commandments that apply between you and that person. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. It's good for the children to hear. The first four of the Ten Commandments are vertical. They apply between you and the Almighty. So if you love the Almighty, you won't have any other mighty ones besides or before Him. You won't make idols and bow down to Him. You'll revere and honor His name and you'll keep the Sabbath day holy. If you love the Almighty, that's the summary of how you love Him. If you love your brethren, you know what you'll do? You'll honor your parents. You won't murder, whether it's in your heart or physically. You won't commit adultery, whether it's in your heart or physically. You won't steal. You won't bear false witness against your neighbor. And you won't covet what belongs to your neighbor. That's the Ten Commandments. That's how you love Yahweh and your neighbor.
And to break it down even more, any law that you read in the Bible, the totality of the Bible can be placed under one of two categories, either loving Yahweh or loving your neighbor. No matter what it is, every law in the Bible fits under one of those categories. So don't ever fight a commandment. They're not 10 suggestions. They're 10 commandments. Don't fight a commandment. Some of them may seem strange. Some of them may, may seem old-fashioned because we're far removed from righteous living. But in time, you can learn to say with the psalmist David, Psalm 119, 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. And at the point that you submit to the Creator's instructions and you quit doubting Him at that point, you are trusting in Yahweh with all of your heart. You're not leaning to your own understanding. You're acknowledging Him in all your ways and letting Him direct your paths. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It matters what Almighty Yahweh says. Trust in Him. Give Him your trust. Give Him your trust. It's like when a little child asks his mom or dad, why? Why do I have to do what you've said? And sometimes parents say, because I'm mama. or Because I'm dad. I'm your parent. Trust me. little child doesn't understand. But a good parent directs their child in the way they should go, even when they're too little to understand. And we are all little children in Yahweh's eyes. Isaiah 40, 22 says, We are like grasshoppers in His sight. So when He looks at us, it's like we're little grasshoppers. But you can still see a grasshopper, right, when you see it jumping around, right? A lot of us like to jump around like grasshoppers. But Yahweh still loves us. We don't always get the reason why Yahweh says to do this or that, but it does not matter because Father knows best. He knows best. So when He tells us, love your brother like this, love your sister like this, and we're the family of Yahweh, right? Who is my family but those that do the will of Yahweh? So we've got to love one another. We should obey like a little child by trust and by faith. We don't have to understand. Sometimes as we study, understanding comes. But if you never understand why a particular commandment is given, it doesn't matter. You don't have to understand. Just trust Yahweh and obey Him. And watch Him work in your life. You'll reap the benefit. 1 John 2.10 says, If we love our brother, we'll remain in the light and we won't stumble. But if we hate our brother or our sister, we walk in darkness. We don't know where we're going because the darkness has blinded our eyes. 1 John 2 verse 11. We are supposed to be a family. Now it is true that sometimes families bicker and fuss. I told somebody this week after about five days of feasting, I said, what if we had to do this for 40 years? Bless Moshe's heart. <laughs> I'm sure he got tired, murmuring, complaining. But those people were still his family. And you love family through not just the good times, but you keep on loving them through the bad times and the hard times. As a matter of fact, you find out if you truly love somebody, the closer you get to know that somebody. Because the closer you get to know them, the more you see their faults. You can meet anybody for the first time and shake their hand and walk away after an hour and say, man, that was a great guy. If you've got to spend a week with them or a month, you start seeing their faults and they start seeing your faults. And then all of a sudden you're put to the test. Are you going to love them? Yahweh loves you. Yahweh knows all your faults. Yet He loves you. Are you going to love your brother and your sister through their faults? We don't just throw our children away when they mess up, do we? Hopefully not. 
You best be glad somebody didn't throw you away when you messed up. How many times have you let Yahweh down? Think about it. How many times have you had to say, Yahweh, forgive me for this or for that? Yet He keeps taking you back. Well, it's me again, Yahweh. I confess my sin. It's the same sin I confessed last week. Here I am again. I slipped up again today. I'm sorry, Father. He forgives you. Even when you wasted all this money on riotous living and you finally came back home and you thought, well, maybe I can just be a slave. He saw you and didn't wait for you to run to Him. He ran out to you and grabbed you and said, my child is home. Let's have a party. That's how we are supposed to love. Where there is repentance, there should be forgiveness. So we bicker and we fuss sometimes, just like Israel of old, where nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> but we remain family. So long as we're willing to work on our differences and our problems. So long as you're willing to work at it, you remain family. We should treat each other how we want to be treated. Amen? So, do you love your neighbor? Do you love your neighbor? Do you really love your neighbor? Maybe there's somebody that you had a minor scuffle with this week. Maybe there's somebody who got on your nerves this week. Don't worry. You got on somebody's nerves too <laughs> this week. <laughs> it's equal opportunity around here. You know what? If you have not made it right, hug that person tonight and tell them you love them. Maybe they're not here. Maybe it's somebody that wasn't even at the feast and you've been harboring something. Let go of it. Let go of it. It's just going to build and build and build until it turns into a big tree of bitterness. We're a family. I told somebody today, this church is not a business. We will never run it like a business as long as I'm here, not on my watch. We are a family. We are here to love people, not turn them away. If somebody needs help, all you got to do is come and ask me, Brother TJ. We'll help you. We'll help you. So do you love your neighbor? Do you love your neighbor? Do you love them enough to forgive them? Do you love them enough to overlook their faults like Yahweh loves you and overlooks your faults? What about your neighbor that keeps a different calendar than you? Do you love that neighbor? Uh-oh, Brother Matthew. Did you have to bring that up? I'm serious. We've got a lot of good people in the Torah community that love Yahweh, but yet they follow a different calendar or reckoning of time than we do here. Can you love them through that? Does it mean that they're not a member of the body of the Messiah if they go by a different calendar reckoning than you? If they're a Pharisee and not a Sadducee, or if they're an Essene out in the wilderness and not a Sadducee or a Pharisee, or if they're a zealot, can you love them? Can you love them? Are you humble enough to admit that you could be wrong? Are you loving enough to realize that if someone else is a day or so different from you on the feast, they still love Yahweh, even though they disagree with you? I don't fight people over differing calendar calculations. I have no problem discussing or sharing ideas, iron sharpening iron. But I am not interested in shunning my brethren who follow the Zadok calendar or whatever calendar different than me. Do I believe they're right? No, else I would change. I follow what I see to be right to the best of my ability. If I thought somebody had better truth or more truth, I would change. But I realize each servant of Yahweh is at a certain place in their walk and we're in a period of restoration. 
Under King Hezekiah, the Israelites didn't have it all right either in 2 Chronicles 30, and they had to pray. Yahweh, pardon us who seek to keep the Pesach, but we're not doing it right like it's written. We know it. We saw it. It's written. We didn't get ready. Second month comes around. We're still not ready. We're not doing it right. Please, Yahweh, pardon us. Yahweh heard, and he healed them, and he accepted their feast. They had such a good time, they kept seven more days. I think I'm a little bit too tired for seven more days right now. <laughs> when Yeshua returns, he's going to set us all straight on something. Get that in your mind. You don't have perfect doctrine. When Yeshua comes back, he's going to stand in front of me and say, Matthew, you didn't have this right. And I'm going to say, yes, Master, I'm following what you said because you're the chief. Even the guy with the, with the neat website and the billboard on the side of the road he know, that knows when Jesus is coming back. <laughs> He's going to have to be set straight too, right? What I encourage people to do, people ask me all the time, what do I do, Brother Matthew? I encourage you to plug into some kind of assembly. It doesn't have to be this one, if anybody's listening to me right now, but plug into an assembly where you trust the leaders, you trust the elders. They're down-to-earth people. They're not lords, they're servants. 1 Peter chapter 5. They don't do it because they're greedy for money, but because they love the flock and follow and abide by what they teach. If you want to do something separate at home to keep your conscience clean before the Almighty, that is fine. But plug in somewhere not to cause trouble. Plug in somewhere to be a servant. Love. Love. That's what I would do if I was not an elder. If it was just my wife and I, or if I was raising my five children and Yahweh did not call me to teach His Word, I would have found an assembly where I could trust and rely on the elders and I would have abided what, by what they decided for the calendar. All right. Do you love your neighbor today? Do you love your neighbor enough to accept them as your family if they pronounce a sacred name different than you do? Oh, you're meddling now, Brother Matthew. Yeah, I'm meddling all right. I know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it on purpose because... Our community needs to hear it. This week, as we've read Deuteronomy, I have heard various pronunciations of the sacred name. But you know what they all have in common? Four Hebrew letters. yud hey wah hey Or yud hey vav hey We got one brother that says yud hey vav hey when he reads. <laughs> I love you, brother. None of us are shunning his name. We're all doing our best. The best that we know and see. Why don't we stop fighting over it? I can't make a post on social media about the sacred name with somebody coming on there telling me I call on a false deity because I say Yahweh instead of their way. It's always their way that's the right way. When I make a post about the sacred name, I'm not posting about a pronunciation. I'm posting about the name. It's not God. It's not Lord. He has a name. Let's use it. Let's use it. If you see it different than me, that's fine. I can love you in spite of our differences. It's okay to discuss differences. It is okay to share ideas and beliefs. It's okay to learn and to change and to grow. But don't throw somebody in the lake of fire because they say wah instead of way. <laughs> you know the different tribes of Israel had different accents anyhow. We got people here from Minnesota. And we got people here from... Old far and tar Kentucky, right? 
First time I heard my son-in-law say far, I thought he meant how far could you throw something or how far did he go? He was talking about the fire. <laughs> throw in an Australian accent and a Scottish accent, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Some people in the Bible said Sibboleth. Some people said Shibboleth. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up into your Bible app after the service. Can we just respect people who are making an honest attempt to call on His name? It's one thing to know His name and to deny it. It's one thing to know He has a name but refuse to use it. But is somebody denying His name because they say it a little bit different than you do? What if you find out you were wrong on that final day? What if you find out your way is not correct? Don't have too much pride to admit that you could be wrong. The same thing goes for eschatology. I like to study eschatology and I have my views. But my eschatology is not more important than the love that I should have towards my brother who disagrees with it. What about my cosmology? Hello. Some people on both sides of the aisle need to hear this one. Some people are downright hateful on either side. Though you have all knowledge and all mysteries and understand all prophecies, and though you give away all your things to the poor, if you have not love, you are nothing. It doesn't matter to me one iota if you ever agree with me on cosmology. What matters to me is if you show me love. And I'll show it to you back. Because if you believe in Yahweh and Yeshua and keep the commandments the best that you know how, you're my brother and you're my sister. All that other stuff we can discuss, but those are the primaries. And we've got to love people where they're at. Somebody ties their tassels different than you do, love them. Don't correct them. Love them. Be thankful that they have tassels on. Somebody believes in a minor law different than you do, one of the least of the commandments, love them. Loving our neighbor sometimes means loving people who are not completely like us. Sometimes it means loving people who aren't like us at all. Sometimes it means loving our enemy like Yeshua did as He hung on the torture stake and said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They're killing the one that came to save them. That's true love. That's a hard love to have. That's a hard love for Brother Matthew. That's what I'm supposed to do. Ezekiel 18, Yahweh says, I don't take any pleasure of the death of him that died but rather that he repents and turns from his sin. That's what I want him to do. And that's what we should want people to do when we meet them on a daily basis in our life. Sometimes we have to love people who aren't like us, but that should not be off the table because Yahweh loves you and you're not like Yahweh. We're so far from him, but yet he loves us anyhow. He keeps taking you back Every time you go back to him and say, it's me again, Yahweh, I've sinned again. Please forgive me. He keeps taking you back. You, the person who is not like Yahweh, he loves. So why can't we imitate him and love people who aren't like us or even a little bit not like us? If you want to walk in the light, you have to love your brother or your sister. If you can't do that, you're walking in darkness. Do you love your neighbor? Do you love your Trinitarian neighbor? Some of y'all ain't ready for that one. <laughs> Do you love your oneness neighbor? 
Don't let pride blind you. Don't let a grudge blind you. Don't let some type of hatred blind you from loving people. Let it go. It's freedom. Love people. Be kind. Consider other people better than yourself. Let this mind be in you, which was also in the Messiah. Empty yourself. Love people. I can promise you this. If you have some truth, the message of truth will travel further from your lips if you learn to love. If you learn to be gentle. You look at the fruit of the Spirit. Crass is not in there. Sarcasm ain't in there. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The message of truth will travel from your mouth to somebody else's ear better if you love them. I promise you that. You will impact people's lives in a way that nothing else can if you learn to love. And now about at these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And this is the love of Yahweh that we keep His commandments. Do you really love Him today? Do you really love your neighbor? I hope that you do. As I put together this sermon, it convicted me. And I asked Yahweh to forgive me for some areas where I feel like I haven't loved my neighbor. But I'm trying just like everybody else. I'm just a man. Let's love people, especially the family of Yahweh. Let's do good unto all men, especially the household of faith. Show people that you love them. Tell people that you love them. Give out hugs. Some of these brothers I give a holy kiss to right there on the beard. Some of y'all don't like it. Y'all hadn't reached that level of maturity yet. <laughs> you get spiritual enough, you'll receive Brother Matthew's kiss. Peter says, greet the brethren with a kiss of charity. It's in the Bible. We don't want to tear that page out. We get on to people for tearing out the Sabbath. We don't tear out the holy kiss on the beard between brothers. It's there. I'll pray and I'll let TJ take our testimony. Yahweh, Father, I love you. You've been good to me, way better to me than I've been to you. I ask that you would forgive me, Father, for my sins. Help me to love people better, no matter who they are, no matter where they've been. We all have a past. Help me to meet people right where they're at and give people time to grow and show them love. If we don't, the world will. May we outdo the world in how we show people love. It's through your Son I pray. Amen.